Oh. Hi there. I didn't see you. I'm just a little bummed after watching this really crappy movie. But I guess we're gonna have to talk about it. So my name is Justin. We are here to talk about a movie. This is the Cultural Less podcast uh, where we pick a random movie on Netflix and we sit here and talk about it for about an hour. Um, I'm joined today by Scott. What's going on, internet land? Fans of the Cultural Less podcast. James is also here. AKA the body massage machine. Mm. <laughs> and the belly laugher in the background is Chris. I wish I had something witty to respond, but James, you have won this episode already. Postmaster Blaster. I like it. So we're talking about we're talking about the movie Outcast. It has Darth Vader and Nicolas Cage. Um the IMDb describes this movie as a mysterious warrior teams up with a daughter with the daughter of okay start over Jones a mysterious warrior <laughs> teams up with the daughter and son of a deposed Chinese emperor to defeat their cruel brother who seeks their deaths um, so let's just get right into it um, any have you has anybody heard of this scott have you even heard of this movie before no not at all not at all and i know um we were talking about before that um Nick, nicholas cage we're all fans of nicholas cage i was being a smart ass by the way um i'm not and it's because of stuff okay. like this but you know i haven't i don't i don't think we can be brothers anymore. i, I haven't is seen val him. kilmer holding a gun to your head right now <laughs> is that what's going on scott <laughs> Hell, I told you, man. I'm not your Just huckleberry. Put, Fuck out of here. Put 911 in the Discord if you need help, okay? <laughs> but no. Blink twice if you need help. I have not heard of it, which was it's kind of surprising because uh, I'm going to have to go against the grain here and say I liked it, but we're going to get into why later. But. I don't think I don't think you are going against the grain. Um, so No, I said James. I liked it. Like I, I found it to be enjoyable. You're not the only one there, good sir. Oh, all right then. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's up? Hey. hey. I thought I thought for mean? sure you guys are gonna throw tomatoes at me, like when I said that. <laughs> I was thinking. No, I, I've never heard of this. You know, um, this is part of that whole Nicolas Cage being cast into every weird movie that you don't want to see. You know, like Season of the Witch, and uh, that's the only one I can think of right now. Off the top of my head, that's all fantasy. Template. He had he had another one with um uh who what the, I feel so bad I can't remember his name the dude who played Hellboy um, old Ron Perlman there you go holy shit I'm so sorry Ron Perlman like I love you I don't know why I couldn't remember your name anyway um he had another movie with him where they were like Templar knights on the run oh. for some I think you know, yeah maybe that was season of the witch I, think, I don't know but anyway I think so that one was okay. So yeah, I never heard of this. This is just one of those. And then Hayden Christensen, like, man, that dude ruined Star Wars, and Star Wars ruined him. I feel like. So I was surprised to see him in this. Um, I didn't have high expectations going in, so I was, I was a little taken aback when I found myself enjoying it. But yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Chris, Chris, what did you expect to see from this movie, though? Uh, well. I am actually a huge fan of Nicolas Cage. I love his overacting. I like all of Nicolas Cage's bad movies. 
like I can actually honestly say one of my favorite movies of all time, bar none, is Gone in 60 Seconds, the 2000 remake. Yeah, but that was a good movie. Yeah, I liked that one. No, it wasn't. No, it I wasn't. I liked that one. Yes, it was. But I liked it. But uh, no, I'm just saying, that. would you put it in your all-time favorites? If it's if we're talking like breaking it down in terms of genres and like car movies, then yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Then maybe that, you know that actually makes me feel good because I don't feel so you know weird. That was, and, that was a really well, big but, movie. I mean, it was popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, it made a lot of money, but it made a lot of money kind of in the Transformers ways, where nobody ever admitted to liking it or seeing it. Didn't Michael but, Bay and, make but it? But everybody saw it. It was a Michael Bay. <laughs> Bruckheimer. It was Bay and Bruckheimer. Ah, that's right. Bruckheimer. Yeah, but but anyway, anyway. Um, so when this movie came up, I was actually legitimately excited to see a Nicolas Cage movie through the eyes of the Cultureless podcast for the first time. I was so excited, so happy. I had never heard of this movie. Never gotten a whiff of it. No clue. In fact, I even forgot what movie it was we were watching, and I had to even ask later on <laughs> what movie it was. So, that's how little I knew about this movie. But definitely going into it, high hopes, very excited. I wanted to hear Nicolas Cage tell someone to put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, so yeah, a lot of excitement for this movie for me. Um, in spite of the fact that I knew nothing about it going in. Yeah, I, I knew nothing about it. I didn't even know this existed. Um I guess we can get into that a little later, but yeah, I didn't know this movie existed, and so I had really no expectations. But I don't like Nick Cage. I really don't like him. I think he the, he has like a, a certain character he's really good at. It's just this crazy lunatic that's unhinged. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah he, he nails true, it. Yeah, Matchstick Man was perfect. That was his role. But um, yeah, the Family I, Man. The Family Man's really good. No, he he's got some good roles. Let's say he doesn't have to. You don't don't limit it to one. He's had some decent roles. Well, with I'll, someone I'll, with I'll someone as prolific as he's been, he has had some decent roles. I, that was just the first one that came to mind. But generally, right. I don't. No, I agree with you. I agree. I don't like his overacting. I don't like his um his freaking crazy eyes. I don't. I don't like. I don't like how he acts. <laughs> it's distracting. But and then Hayden Christensen, I was like, I thought he retired, like. <laughs> Star Wars, like you said, Star Wars ruined him. He can't be anybody else. And the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking of Darth Vader. But, but yeah, same thing. Uh, I, I had I had pretty low expectations considering this came out what two and a half years ago, three years ago, and we've never heard of it. Um, and it has two pretty big name stars. My ex- my expectations are pretty low. But um, just from off the beginning, Scott, um, anything grab like how how did you feel in the first few minutes? So the first few minutes, I think, were were a mixed bag for me. I I enjoyed I enjoyed the the fighting because it opens up with a, a whole bunch of like uh, was it First Crusade or whatever, and they're uh, I assume they're in Jerusalem, um, but it's a bunch of well they're in the it's a, it's the a bunch of Middle fighting East. yeah it's a bunch of fighting that I thought was actually very well done, but at the same time it's pretty old hat even even for. 2014 when this movie came out you know this the kind of like style was was pretty old hat but uh i'd have to classify it as an oldie but goodie so um i was i was intrigued i was intrigued and then nicholas cage opened his mouth and i was like oh oh, <laughs> oh no 
Oh no, it's stupid. Oh no. Oh no, it's retarded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz he was doing this terrible he, accent. He was going for was Yeah. He's going for like this is British, right? He said lad uh later in the movie. I wasn't sure. Uh, I still am not. Yeah, sure. I, I wouldn't want to offend whatever fans we have in the UK. Like that was not a very good British accent. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. But um I don't I don't think it was British. I think he was just high. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. He had that look in his face. Like, huh. But he was just like, pay me money so I can pay off my tax debt and I can go on my so, way. So I can... It was investments. I looked it up. He he owns like an island resort or some shit. What? Oh my god. He owns a lot more than that. He has like crazy like snakes and he's got like a shark and he like he buys all these weird things he had a um a dinosaur like uh fossil yeah like a super rare dinosaur skull. and then the country like sued him and wanted it back so he like lost a bunch of money on that or something i don't know what? wow <laughs> so what were your what were your initial uh impressions your thoughts james uh same thing so like yeah it opens up with this crusade combat action going on and within 30 seconds i was like oh i really want to watch kingdom of heaven right yeah <laughs> uh, best orlando bloom movie out there next to maybe the lord of the rings but he kind of sucked in that but kingdom of heaven top notch orlando bloom movie and liam neeson's in it if you guys haven't seen it go check out kingdom of heaven it's an amazing film um so yeah i, I found myself wanting to do that uh but yeah the, the combat was pretty good i gotta say slaughtering all those young kid Jedi really must have done something for Hayden Christian because he was kind of a bamf in this movie. Uh, dude yeah, was, I didn't even... Dude was yeah. slaying people left and right, man. So I have a confession. When Jones said uh, it's starring Darth Vader in the beginning, I was like, what? Because I, I totally didn't make the connection <laughs> because I didn't, you know, it, I didn't match the character with, with uh, yeah. you know, whoever the fuck he played in, in Star Wars. Right, completely and I always said, and I said Darth Vader because that's who, like, he's no, like, he did Jumper. Yeah, and he's, what, and that's he's just always gonna be Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, a shitty version of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I actually made that connection when I was looking at IMDb and, and Hayden Christensen's um picture on there is he's yeah, got a lightsaber. Got lightsaber. Yeah, he's got a lightsaber, <laughs> and he's like ten years younger than he is now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so I I liked how they introduced the movie, though, like the title of it. It's just like goes from combat. You got Nicolas Cage and Hayden Christensen kind of at like different ends of the spectrum in terms of why they're there and why they should continue crusading, I guess you could say, against these people because Nicolas Cage is like done. He's tired of the war and the blood and he doesn't agree with it, which is odd because he's a Templar Knight. And then, you know, they were like the most gung-ho about it from my understanding anyway and then you got Hayden Christian who's doing what he needs to do like feels necessary but he doesn't want to go like he doesn't kill the women and children you know thank goodness like he has some quality of character in a in a chaotic war scene you know um and then boom just title out of nowhere like I thought that was kind of cool because there's no credits or build up or anything you know um yeah, it was a good hook. Yeah, I, I dig, I dug it. Uh, so I was, yeah, I agree. I was intrigued. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. the The opening had 
really good fight choreography. It was exciting. Hayden Christensen was really comfortable with his 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 sword. Um, and then, like you said, um, and then you hear Nick Cage talk, and then it just kind of takes yeah, me out a, a little, little bit. bit. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think I fell out of the front like, door of my house when he opened his mouth. I was like, "Oh shit!" Let me get back in the living room. But it was bad. But I mean, I. I guess that goes along with my expectations. Like I, I'm waiting for him to talk to see what weird character he came up with for this per, for this for this movie. But my thing is, like, you have a 25 million dollar budget. You can't hire a freaking speech coach <laughs> to train your actor. Like, well, come on, man. Well, you probably refused, probably spent. This is you want me in your movie? Nick I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you don't train Nick Cage. Yeah, exactly. Nick Cage well, trains you. You just put the bunny also, back in the box. Exactly. You just, you just. <laughs> also, if that, you get bring Nick Cage into your movie, you're gonna get whatever Nick Cage is gonna give you. And that twenty five million dollar budget probably went straight to Nick Cage. Yeah. Maybe. Because, yeah, I'll get to that part later. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally agree with you guys there. And then same thing with the title. Like the movie started off pretty strong. It set up the characters, their, their, their connection to each other. I enjoyed that. What do you think, uh, Scott? Um, oh no, sorry, Chris. My bad. Chris, your first impressions. I think we lost Chris. He died. Wait. Oh no, I I I thought we were talking to Scott. Yeah, I corrected myself. Oh, oh okay. Sorry, sorry. And because I'm like waiting for Scott, and then you're like, and I was like, wait, did he just say Chris? Sorry, 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 sorry. So okay. <clears throat> What are your what are your first impressions, Chris? Uh, <laughs> mine, of course, because as I said, I am a uh, shameless Nick Cage fan in all of his terrible bad movies and his horrible accents and whatnot. But I kind of do have to mirror what has been said before. Is is I I actually kind of dug the really slick combat the the action scenes were done i thought pretty well for a movie that didn't have a 200 million dollar budget and it did enough i guess to set the table as to what the stakes were but as you know james i'm gonna paraphrase you as you said you were talking about how you know anakin had a certain strength of character but unfortunately he didn't have a strong character and I felt both Nick Cage and Hayden Christensen, the moment they both started talking, the moment the movie stopped stabbing people in the face with swords and people started flapping their gums, I checked out. And I don't think I ever checked back in through the rest of the movie. Hmm. Interesting. I can understand that. I can understand uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with you, Chris. Like, I was watching it while I was watching my son, but uh, I paused the movie, like, several times just because I wasn't paying attention, and I'd missed, like, a good couple of And it of had nothing to do with your, your kid. <laughs> you just spaced out and started staring <laughs> at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Right. See, see right. my whole thing... My son was asleep, is... actually, so... <laughs> I actually didn't have a kid to watch. <laughs> I was just sitting here... With this movie in front of my face, and I honestly feel like I could use another viewing before we did this show because I'm like I don't remember anything, and I think that is that is the most telling 
you know, aspect of the movie is just like it was so forgettable. Yeah. So let's just get into my very few ups. Uh, actually, I have one. <laughs> um, that's pretty few. That's few. <laughs> yeah. 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 My my one up is the fighting. I felt like the fighting that they, they really they really paid a lot of attention. They really did a lot of prep work in this. And and I and we joked about it, but Hayden Christensen did a lot of um, fencing lessons and sword fighting lessons for the Star Wars trilogies. And I I, I the it's obvious that paid off in this movie. Um all right, and that's all I got. So Scott, <laughs> and that's it. Cut and wow. Wrap. Okay. Um. So Jeez. I'm like looking. If if you broke, if I broke this movie down into positives and negatives only, uh, somebody would get the impression that I absolutely hated it. Uh. So I'm gonna have to explain a little bit on why I did like it. Um. And it's really, really kind of my only like I only have like one or two ups. There are positives that I can actually kind of say besides this one too, but. I had, um, I had a, a lot of like nostalgia when I started watching this movie because uh, I grew up watching like Conan and Red Sonja and Beastmaster. You know these movies; those movies were like kind of what I I really loved as a kid. And uh, in turn, I started doing like kind of writing my own stories and you know doing a lot of drawing and, and a lot of creative stuff based off of the things that happen in this in this movie and. Not, well, not this movie in particular, but in movies like this. And so as I was watching it, I was like, hey, wait a minute. This is this is actually pretty cool. This is something that I would come up with, you know, when I was like 10 years old, which is also very negative for this movie because the people that made this movie were not a 10-year-old <laughs> kid, you know, with a pencil. But um, other than that, I think I like the scene where uh, Hayden Christensen punches the chick in the face. And she, and she says, I already have a mistress because this woman had betrayed that she he paid her uh, for safe passage through the city and um, she betrayed him. And then she runs up to him trying to convince him that, you know, hey, these people are worth a lot of money. And he just hauls off in Indiana Jones style, just punches her in the face and says, I already have a mistress. And walks away. <laughs> I, I chuckled at that. And I thought that was really good. Um, and let's see, I also like the idea that he didn't join the the two kids right away because it was. Um, I, I think we can all admit the movie's really cheesy, right? And I completely yeah. expected Hayden Christensen's character. I, I totally forgot. He said his name like once in the movie. Um, Bob. Jacob. Bob. Is it is it Jacob? No, it's Bob. Jacob. Yes. Okay. So yeah, Jacob. I'm, I'm, Jacob. I'm call him Bob. You might as well call him Bob. The same thing. Jacob uh, gets into a fight in the bar because these dudes, these soldiers, like want to take his weapon, and uh, he fights fights them off. Um, as as a as a secondary result, the prince and the princess lives were saved, and so they ask him to uh, join them, and he's like, uh, "Nah," and he just leaves. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay," because you know, being a cheesy movie, I was fully expecting him to be like, "Okay," and you know, take a sword out, and all this like, you know, like god beams and stuff would come down, and 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 the movie would proceed. <laughs> but uh, that didn't happen, so that that was another plus. Um, other than that, though, man, it's really I'll, I'll have to say, yeah, the fighting was was done real well. But other than that, I I have a million negatives, a million negatives, <laughs> which are pretty funny. 
they're easier to find. Absolutely easier to find. Absolutely easier to find. But in in any movie, and it's easy. It's easier to be cynical and you know nitpicky, and that's kind of what this whole thing. We're just breaking down things that we didn't like. It doesn't mean that you hated it. It's just some of the things stuck out more. What about um? What about you, James? So yeah, I kind of echo what Scott said because if we if we do a um a pros and cons thing, the cons is definitely outweigh the pros. I feel like, but I feel like the pros stretch further because the cons do get a little nitpicky, like you were saying. Uh, yeah, the I pros actually like they're stronger. Hayden Christensen in this movie, I thought he did okay. His mohawk was a little silly or faux hawk, whatever it was. But overall, I kind of enjoyed. The fact that you have a guy who's struggling with PTSD, he's got an opiate dependency, he's questioning his faith, you know, because he did a lot of horrible things, so-called so in the name of God and all this stuff. I thought that was kind of a good dynamic. Not saying he pulled it off the best, but at least he's not talking about sand and how it gets everywhere and it's coarse <laughs> and stuff, you know. Um, so, yeah, he did, he did better here than he did in Star Wars for sure. I really... I wish they would have, because I was really intrigued by the older brother who ended up assassinating the emperor and becoming king or emperor or whatever the hell it was. I kind of wanted them to expand more on his character. I was I was digging it. He had one a line in the movie that actually was one of my favorites uh, when he actually is about to kill his father. Mm. His father mentions something to him about heaven, and uh, he says, heaven's closed to me because of all the things I've done for you. Yeah. In terms of going off and fighting his father's wars and all that, like I thought that was pretty powerful because he's, in a way, blaming his dad for what's about to happen because he's like, "You made me into this, and now you're not even gonna give me what I feel is owed to me." And um, I wish they would have kind of expanded on that a little bit more, but I was I enjoyed that part of the story. It fell off towards the end, but yeah, that was, was cool. that was really well done. I I, I would have to agree with yeah. you, man. I did. I got the old goosebumps with that one too, because it was, like you said, it was very impactful, and yeah, I was like, well, I had kind of again written this movie off already as as something that was cheesy and kind of paid by the numbers, um, but when he said that, uh, I had already typecasted his character as like this. I'm just a bad guy, just to be a bad guy, right? But yeah. he said that, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Hey, mm-hmm. we got something here. Uh, and then, like you said, though, they never capitalized on that. Anyway, sorry, I, I interrupted. No, no, you're good. Yeah, and it was just interesting why they went that direction because, you know, the father's like, oh, it's been nothing but war, and now we need peace, so I'm going to choose the son who hasn't gone to war so he can remain peaceful. And uh, I guess I kind of understand that viewpoint, but also maybe you'd want someone who's seen nothing but war to keep the peace because now he doesn't want it anymore. I don't know. They could have gone either way with it, but I appreciate it for what it was. And then we've already talked about the fighting. I feel like they could have zoomed the cameras out just a little bit. It was a little too close, but they do that to kind of hide the choreography. But uh, I got to say, Nicolas Cage goes out like a bamf. I'm sorry, but that was like some Boromir level stuff right there, man. That was awesome. Like, you like that? You can hate well, we, Yeah, oh, you man. can hate on his accent all you want, but the dude was a beast. Uh, like, uh, got, Need I remind you that Boromir went out in the first movie? Yeah. To some nameless-ass orcs? Yeah, but he's... No, well, no. He went out to uh, Lurtz, the the head who the orc f- guy. Who, who not the nameless. hell is L- Lurtz? You need to read the books, dude. But Lurtz was like King No, no, king no, Urukai. no, no. 
No, you cannot throw that at me. When we're talking about movies, do not throw the books at me because I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, he has a name in the movie, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. And he Bobo Arukai number sixty-seven. <laughs> oh no, no, that's his name. <laughs> and he throws down. He throws down with Aragorn later. Like, come on, Lurtz was a beast. Boromir didn't just go out to nobody. He went out to I'm Lurtz. I'm just saying. But I've I've seen all three Lord of the Rings movies. I don't give a shit about the books, so don't bring the books into it. Mm. But I've seen all three of the movies. I've seen the extended editions, and that took me seven days to actually complete watching all three of those extended movies. Plebe, I did it in like twenty-four hours, but whatever. <laughs> Sleep is sleep. Well, I, I was hey, 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 I watched them back to back and it took seven days. Because, like, you know, the first one, you're 17 hours into the movie and you're still in the Shire. But anyway, uh, not to talk about movies that are better than this one. But still, fact remains, I don't remember the names of any of the orcs. So just throwing that out there, dude. Boromir didn't die to, like, freaking Sauron or, you know, anyone who anyone gave a shit about. To to your point though, James, I think I think Nick Cage always has this like martyr clause yeah. in his contract. <laughs> Dude can die really well. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it, and uh, I especially liked even when he's got like two spears in him and he's on his knees, or maybe they're naginatas. I don't know. I don't want to be like really misquoted on my weaponry. Anyway. <laughs> He's stabbed with some pole-like weapons, and he still reaches for the dude's sword, and the guy, like, kind of takes a step back, you know? Like, that was awesome. That was cool, because, like, even when he's on his knees, he's still trying to fight, you know? I f- um, yeah, I, s- I, I don't know. I, I'm, yeah. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. And I saw what they were just going take, for. Just take Nicolas Cage out of it and just put no, whoever no, no. you want into that spot. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll talk. And it was still a cool scene. I'll have to mention it. I'll mention it later. I don't want to get everybody off on a tangent. If it would have been The Rock, you guys would have been all over it. But anyway. Ah, maybe Val Kilmer. <laughs> well, The oh. Rock probably wouldn't have overacted. <laughs> Still got that gun to your head. But I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I, Yeah, there's not a ton of positives, but they were like peppered out. The pacing was good, I thought. I enjoyed that. I didn't really find myself getting bored with it. I think I only did one time check, if I remember correctly. But, um, yeah, I just wish they would have zoomed out a little bit more on the sword fights. But that's just, you know, not a lot of faith in the choreography, maybe. I don't know. Which is a shame, because like you mentioned, Jones, like Hayden Christian did a lot of training. So, like, he knows yeah. how to do stuff. They should have let him show off a bit, but it's all good. He even spun his broadsword around like it weighed an ounce. Yeah. A lot. That, but. He did that a lot. Chris, what are your ups, man? Ups? Yeah. Probably 75% of the movie, to be honest. Go for it. I mean, I, I really didn't feel that this movie did anything different. It was not groundbreaking. It was not, you know, unique and, and all that. But the story it was trying to tell... I thought it told it acceptably well. You know, it was an acceptable movie, which, you know, when you have all the different moving parts to make a, a motion picture going on, if you can make an, if you can tell an acceptable story, that's a, an up. And it really is. It really is. Because I'm not going to take anything away from the difficulty of filmmaking. Uh, you know, I really, you know, it felt to me like you know what this is. 
this is the kind of story that I would make up and run a couple of characters or, you know, a few players through on a D&D campaign. You know, like th- it really did. It made me want to start playing D&D again. Like it really did. So I really did. I actually enjoyed the, you know, just like everybody else, I enjoyed the action scenes. I thought they were done pretty well. I do agree. I, I would have liked to have seen. I don't like jump cuts and the shaky cam and the up close things where you can't tell who's doing what. I hate movies that do that. And this movie kind of did that a little bit for them, but. For the most part, during the action sequences, I could tell who was doing what. I could tell who was hitting who and who was winning and, and all that kind of stuff. And and I thought the story, while not unique in any way, shape, or form, was told pretty interestingly. I, I, I did kind of dig what they were trying to do and where they were going. I will mirror some previous thoughts. I did really like the older brother. I thought he had the potential for the strongest character in the movie uh and you know yeah uh i i I can't really get into too much because then that'll start bleeding into my my downs my negatives on the movie but for the most part i thought what they were trying to do was pretty cool and and i kind of dug it all right so that's that's all you got chris yeah yeah so, we we t- we've said it a couple times. We said it today, and we said another episode. Pointing out the negatives of, of of a movie is not just us sitting around thinking we're better than these people, because we'll probably never be at that level and make these kind of movies, even even these shitty movies. So, but just keep in mind that we we pick stuff because it is a four point six on IMDb, and it was like a five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So there is a reason this this movie is not popular. Oh yes, um, so, there is. So 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 James, um, what what do you have for negatives for this movie? All right, so we've already talked about it. Nicholas Cage's accent, holy crap, dude! Like twenty five million dollar budget, mm-hmm. get a speech coach in there. At least do that. At least try. Hang out with some British people. Yeah. I don't know for like a week. YouTube, just <laughs> come on. Yeah, like try. It like all the Chinese, all the Chinese extras and actors and stuff, they have better British accents than he did. So. That's to start off with. And while we're talking about dialogue, why the hell is everything in English? Like, how convenient that this entire Chinese dynasty speaks English for these two Templar knights. Like, I mean, I understand they don't want people to have to read subtitles, but I like how they did it with The Last Samurai. You know, they spoke Japanese, but then he said, hey, I want to practice my English with you. And that gave him a reason to keep the movie in English, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like they should have tried something because even when, you know, the king is talking to his sons, it's all in English. That was a little lame in my opinion, but whatever. Why do they have to introduce a love interest? As soon as the princess and Hayden Christensen met, I was like, oh, they're going to bang. <laughs> or at least try to. <laughs> yeah. Or head that direction or something. There's that sideways Why? look. It's not, they gave, them, they yeah, gave each other that It's not look. necessary. No. This is, that does nothing for me on a story level. Does nothing for him on terms of, like, a warrior level, like... This isn't, you know, Achilles and Briseis. Like, you don't have to try and recreate that. Just let it be what it is, man. She's a political figure. He's a warrior. Blah, let's do that. So that, that, ugh, yeah, that bothered me. But, um, I mean, the story's just kind of generic, I guess, you know? Like, 
oh no, king is assassinated, crazy dude's in charge when somebody else should really be in charge. <laughs> Gladiator, <laughs> but you know, uh, <laughs> it just the story felt kind of weak, really. They could have done. It had potential. That's that's the kind of like the story of culture lust, right? Is we review all these movies that have so much potential, and it's just either they didn't have the funding for it, the vision for it, the direction for it. Who knows? But they missed it, man. They missed an opportunity there. And like I said before, they could have zoomed out some more on the fight scenes. Damn you, Jason Bourne franchise, Whoa. for spawning a new style of fighting. You should never break the 180 plane. Like, there should always be, like, when people are fighting, you should be stuck at a 180. You should never be able to switch perspectives. Because I don't care what it looks like when the fist hits that face. Like, I just need to know that the fist hit the face, you know? So, like, you can show that from a million angles. I don't have to see it from that angle or this perspective. Just, ah, just let it be, man. Let these people fight. Like, if movie directors, people out there who are making films, watch the way the UFC does it. They keep, like, four camera angles. And they don't rotate that much. They just let the fight play out. Like, do that on screen, please. If you're going to make a movie about swords and spears and that stuff, let it happen. That would actually be really cool. Because, like, like what yeah. Chris said, I, sometimes in some of these movies, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Until somebody, yeah. like, falls down. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, three, 300? There's a scene in 300, right? When the Spartans, like, break formation and basically go out into the Persians and finish them off. Yeah. And the camera just moves on a single plane, yeah. right? It's like two-dimensional, left to right. It's great. And you just watch it unfold. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. And that was done in one take. Like, come on. Like, train your actors and let them do the choreography and just let it play out. Like, have faith. One take and, you know, six weeks of CGI. Look, I will get Gerard Butler to show up at your house and Spartan kick you in the chest. Do not talk shit about 300. Yeah, 300. I mean, it's up there. That's a, that a really masterpiece. I don't like that movie. Mm. Well, Chris is fired from Culture Lust. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I, another story miss potential thing, right, is the whole kid wanting to learn how to be, like, a warrior and this and that because his brother is the warrior. He's like, I'm challenging him for the throne. Like, I, I knew from the get-go that Hayden Christensen and the big brother were going to be the ones to fight, but I didn't want it to be like that. I was kind of hoping the younger brother was going to step up and pull some sick moves. Even if he pulled a pulled a Paris from Troy and just gunned him down with a bow, like that would have been cool too. I would have liked that more than the Hayden Christensen showdown thing, but whatever. Because they, they show him practicing how to shoot a bow like yeah. one time, right? And that was it? That was the rest of the movie? Yeah, and then nothing times. ever happened. No payoff at all. Yeah, yeah and there's no payoff. They, they set like, it up. I mean, he, he yeah, did shoot that one random throughout the movie. Like, dude. But that was it. So yeah, yep. that's all I got. Yeah, man, I agree with that. That the the uh, prince they set it up. You know, I want to be a war. I want to be an archer. You know, they had an entire thing of Hayden Christensen teaching him and like reminiscing back when Nick Cage taught him. So he's like teaching him the same way. And why why include that? It was like a good four or five minutes of the of the movie. Mm-hmm. And for what? For him to shoot one guy with an arrow at the end. He didn't even need to be there. He just like refused to not be there. Um, but yeah, I agree with you guys with the camera. I feel like they gave the camera to like a three year old, <laughs> and then like <laughs> just just said here like Fisher Price pointed camera. at those guys. Yeah, because like it, at times 
at times it felt like we're you're on a boat. Like it would go. So do you guys know what a Dutch angle is? I know what a Dutch rudder is. Uh-huh. <clears throat> can I <laughs> not a Dutch can oven? I Google that at not work. A Dutch oven. Yeah, <laughs> not a Dutch oven. <laughs> yeah, I think a I Dutch saw that angle. like a porn, right? Yes, the, the Dutch angle is in a porn, probably. But a Dutch angle is basically a an angled shot. Like it's it's not flat with the with the horizon. It's it's at an angle. Oh, this the, movie was like I have seen that in a lot of porn. They did that a lot in Dunkirk, didn't they? A oh, little Jesus. bit of Dunkirk. Are we still talking about okay. Dunkirk? But Michael Bay does that the most. Like that's mm. his thing. It's like every shot is at an angle. But oh, this movie, it was okay. like it was just like the ca- the camera was swinging back and forth and back and forth, and you mix that with the shaky cam, close, like really tight shots. Well, maybe they, yeah, like you said, it was, maybe they attached the camera to a Dutch rudder for the Dutch angle. <laughs> no, no, no Dutch rudders. <laughs> There but what no about Dutch a Dutch rudders. oven? No, no Dutch ovens. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I, I didn't understand. Uh, yeah, everybody speaking English. Not only did they speak English, but like I said earlier, some of the Chinese people had British accents. Yeah, they had br- better British accents than Hayden Christensen and Nick Cage. Is it Hayden Nick Christensen Cage? British though? I thought no, he's Canadian. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> no, but he has got he's got an, a, a West like an American accent though. Yeah. But it, it like went back and forth between American accent and British accent, and like I was just like pick a pick an accent, bro. Leave then... the prince alone, you hoser. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, sorry, Canadian. Um, so, and... <laughs> what is that? What is that? Something else I really didn't like. All right, so they they did touch on his his opiate use. Um, his what was it tears oh, of the poppy God. but he was like super stone they show him like he can't even stand up straight and then all of a sudden he's sober and can kick everybody's ass without any issue muscle memory he's, he's, yeah i i'm calling bullshit on that because <laughs> <laughs> if your equilibrium's off dude your muscles don't mean shit <laughs> but like he <laughs> he he did that and then like he finished fighting and then all of a sudden he's he's high again and he's like stumbling all over the place. He did that, and then like he was poisoned. Uh, they gave him a bunch, and then they put stuff in his drink. And I don't know, maybe they just tried we, to get him drunk. But, but haven't you ever seen Jackie Chan's, you know, Legend? Drunken Master. Master. But that's that's a Hello? fighting style. Maybe that's Hayden Master. Christensen's fighting style. Yeah, Opiate Master, bro. <laughs> opiate Master, <laughs> yeah, dude. Strung out, man. Crack foo. Um. Meth Jitsu. I mean, everything else I have is just like, uh, don't like dialogue was really shitty. Like, I, f- I feel like Hayden Christensen got robbed again on dialogue, because I agree with I I, I should have mentioned this earlier. I I thought he did a pretty decent job in this movie. It wasn't bad at all. It was pretty good. And I agree, y- you take Nick Cage out of this, but don't replace him with anybody. Just just Hayden Christensen. Because the reason you have Nick Cage in here is to have Nick Cage in here and to have people watch. Yeah, the movie. he really didn't do anything for the movie at all. Like, no, I mean, you could just, so his death. You could completely edit him out, and everything would be fine. He had a pretty sweet pirate. So his face. death at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he had some pretty good Nick Cage lines, like quotes from this that I I, I enjoyed, like where he he shoves his uh, fingerprints into his head and says, "Riddles give me headaches." And he like yells it, and it he nobody was talking about riddles, 
And then the other thing was, uh, he was like, the guards, and then he looks at her, cut out their tongue or whatever, and it was just like so overdone. It was just like, I Nick Cage takes me out of every movie I watch. It's so bad. Because even when it's a fantasy setting, and he's running around with armor and a sword, you still expect him to be like, hey. That's partially you, historical, though. Do you like Rocket Man? <laughs> I'm going to make you a list of Nicolas Cage movies that I like. And I think you should watch him and give him a chance, because he's done some Dude, really good ones. I, and I said at the beginning, he's done, so, he's done enough... That reference. He's done enough movies... Uh, where he has done some good movies, and I, I admit that. But yeah, you throw enough spaghetti yeah. at the wall, something's gonna stick. Yeah, as I said, broken yeah. clock is right a... twice a day, man. It's... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like. I don't but, like him either. But I don't, I don't like him, and I think he he ruins movies. He straight up ruins movies. Um, but in the other, like his death at the end meant Jack to me. Yeah, because he was gone for all, the entire movie. Right. Probably because they only had a $25 million budget. They couldn't afford him for the whole movie. Well, so I, I looked up his payday. He makes between 2 and $10 million for the movies now. He used to make $20 million, like back in his prime, but yeah. now... He, and he's an Academy Award winner, isn't he? No, he's been nominated. I don't think he ever won. Nominated, that's right. But still, you get more money even if you're nominated. Yeah. But yeah, man. That's yeah, all I got, I mean, Scott. So, <laughs> all right, Scott, what are your down? I think for? the, I think the 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 biggest, the biggest pile of, of of crap that is is associated with this movie is is something that James likes to talk about, and it's the idea that these people that write and or produce and or have anything to do with these movies, they do things just to make it the plot move along, and and I, I'm not going to list them all, but uh, like a couple a couple here that are sticking out in my head are. Okay, so the the king, right? The king is still alive, and he knows that his oldest son is some sort of a warmonger, or like maniac, and he knows that his oldest son is off kilter, is is unhinged, and so why doesn't he just like his son walks in and he do the kingly thing and go, hey, you know, put that dude in shackles. I got to talk to him in the dungeon. Uh, end of movie. For, we're finished, right? Yeah. Um, major. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff like uh, like the monk in the beginning was punching people in the face that had helmets on um, with his naked fist. I'm like, uh, probably not a good idea. <clears throat> Wait, you don't do that. No, I but don't. he was a Shaolin. He was like a Shaolin monk, though, dude. That that's just another Tuesday night for me, oh. bro. Oh, I, you never heard of, you punch. never heard of the face bender nation from Avatar. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say he needs an That's arrow on I his do forehead. All the time, just he needs an arrow on his forehead. Punching people with metal on their faces. Well, yeah, it's just stuff like that. Like, uh, so there's there's uh, if you know anything about uh, uh, like historical equipment, uh, as far as like swords and all that stuff, they they had to take meticulous care uh, of these things and and in these kinds of movies they do stupid stuff like there's the there's the scene with the 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 village is getting ransacked and there's one little girl left over and one soldier that was there by himself for some weird reason and Hayden Christensen um, gets begged by the prince to like save her and so he for some reason takes the sword out of his sheath sticks it in the ground doling the point like nothing else just to shoot a bow at this dude. And I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, there's 
there's little things like that, like we were talking about last episode, that just take me out of everything, man. Um, let's mm-hmm. see. And I, uh, uh, step one. So step one of being on the run as a princess is to stop looking like a princess. Um, right. Yeah. Lose the <laughs> white, white, white linen, yeah. man. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Plus, I want to know, this is a day and age where paintings statues all that stuff barely represented what you yes. actually look like that was a, and mm-hmm. how was she known everywhere yep. they're like oh that's the princess yep. that's the pr-. everybody like, what there's not like internet or facebook yep. or anything like you don't know what she looks like i was gonna bring that up too yeah because they do that they do that with jacob like jacob mm-hmm. uh in one of the scenes he like the the princess and the prince they leave on a boat and jacob goes in to to fight the uh guards or whatever and they all see him and draw their weapons. All of the guards that were there when he was like first met were killed. Like all of them. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wait a minute. How do they recognize Maybe they're just this? racist. Like, they're like, oh, a white man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the white devil or whatever, the white ghost or whatever they said. Um, yeah. It's just a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. And, and I tell you, man, that, that scene with Nick Cage dying. I can't get on board. Epic. Nah, 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 nah. I can't get on board. Oh, yeah. I, I knew what they were going for. Um, it's just that, just like somebody else mentioned, you know, he's, I think it was Jones. You, you mentioned that uh, the dude was high on opiates. Nick Cage is like constantly, you know, drinking alcohol all the time. He's, he's always drunk. Goes out here, fights all these dudes, random dudes, and then... He's getting stabbed all over the place. While everybody else in the movie, as soon as they get tickled, they just fall over dead. And One and done, yeah. <laughs> so you got this old dude um, who's like hiding in the mountains from from these people because he's, they cut his wife's tongue out. And you know, I, I, I get it, but at the same time, nah, bro, no. Um, yeah, because alcohol is gonna thin your blood, and you're not gonna be able to clot. Well, so you're gonna bleed out quicker. Your motor skills are not nearly. But they just good. they set they set they set it up or they set his death was was executed yeah. as if he was set up as some sort of a super like hero. But he's now really- if they would have flipped it to where he was doing the whole poppy thing, because um, you know we've had people in Afghanistan, and Iraq that have been shot like multiple times and still keep going because they're all high on opiates and whatever you know yeah like science aside that would have been a little bit more believable yeah i agree i agree science aside though so if you would have flipped it and and that was hayden christensen uh i would have i would have been like okay right that would have been cool because he was like the main character did all the fighting and all that stuff and was just portrayed throughout the whole thing as some sort of a a a wizard with with warrior stuff Yeah, yeah see he could he could have been on his knees about to die, and then the little bro could have stepped in, and that could have been his one arrow shot. Right? Uh, yeah, I would yeah. have been like, "Oh, dude, okay, that's mm-hmm. cool." Like I could see, you know, that that happening with that epic death scene. Um, and then the last thing I would like to say is the so the, speaking of the last the, the last um, hurrah scene there, it was the, the you have the princess who just got stabbed by her brother, which it looked like he did on an accident, but uh, she's laying on the ground. You got a dude that just saved the kingdom, or air quotes, um, with an arrow in the knee. <laughs> um, and they're all, all the guards are like just standing there. And I'm like, dude, they're bleeding out. What are you guys doing? You're on a mountain. You, you know, the logistics of this are crazy. You guys go get a horse. You're going to need a stretcher, like all this stuff. And they're like, 
quiet, right? They're quiet and they're like, we, we respect you, bro. And they like all bow down and, you know, and the, and the kids just stand there like a triumphant little bastard, and, you know, and I would have been like, my sister is dying, you assholes. Come on. You know, I, stuff like that. I just can't, I can't get behind it. Um, but that, and he didn't even do anything to deserve that. Like, no, I know. Right. He didn't, if he like <laughs> fought this crazy battle at the end, then yeah, but yeah, but to be fair, I feel like everyone knew that the older brother was a little off. Because uh, you remember that one guard that was like gonna protect the king, and then he's like, yeah. "Either you you got to pick sides. Like either on his or mine. And if you're on his, like I'm gonna kill your, I'm gonna kill you, and I'm gonna make sure that your wife is like used by my soldiers and all. You know what I mean? So like, he let that guy live. So I'm sure that dude was like, you know, after hours, like, bro, you're not gonna believe what this guy said to me. So, you <laughs> yeah, know. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all talk about our leadership. Oh, I'm sure he did the same. Absolutely. I'm going to freak. So I'm, sh- I'm sure the army didn't really care that he died that much. No, not at all. Not at all. It's just I'm a, a little stuff like that. Like, so I just thought of one more thing, one more thing and I'll be done. The, the, um, um, again, that last scene, that last scene was really bad, but, uh, Nick Cage comes out and they, there's like 150 bajillion dudes outside and they send a whole bunch of people after him one at a time. Um, and then the prince, mm-hmm. the prince, the princess, and Hayden Christensen come out, and then they have a bunch of dudes with bows all pointed at him, so they don't do anything. Um, while while they're all trying to fight Nick Cage, I'm like, why don't somebody? Why doesn't somebody just shoot him? Like, what is what is going on? And then and then they started the 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 whole like epic death scene of overacting of overacting overactedness, and and I was like, oh okay, they're <laughs> trying to set that up. That's why a whole stuff that happened just further the plot and had nothing like no umph behind it so uh, that that was what made it not one of my favorite movies because i really love the, the 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 i love these types of movies like i said you know like conan and red sonia and all that stuff but i don't know i'm done yeah man off my real, off my soapbox just real quick to add about the the final battle i forgot to mention Nick Cage looked like he wasn't even trying, like as an actor, not as not as not as the character. He was just kind of standing up straight and just like moving his arm around, and just kind of like <laughs> rehearsing rehearsing the fight choreography. He's like the he Steven Seagal rolling. of sword yeah, fighting. Yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just lazily but. does this, and people fall over dead. Like, <laughs> all right, Chris, man, what are what are your negatives? So, to start in this phase of the conversation, I would actually like to quote the Pulitzer Prize winning author and columnist Anna Quindlen, who in 1999 said, and I quote, Every story has already been told. Once you've read Anna Karenina, Bleak House, The Sound and the Fury, To Kill a Mockingbird, and A Wrinkle in Time, you understand that there is really no reason to ever write another novel, except that each writer brings to the table, if she will let herself, something that no one else in the history of time has ever had. And it's this quote that I look at probably 99% of any content that I consume as a massive nerd 
And it's exactly this quote that makes me despise this movie and made me completely bored and completely hate this movie. Is because everyone mentioned, well, the story wasn't really all that predictable or wasn't all that unique. It was is predictable, it was different, blah, blah, blah. Well, every story, again, you know, looking back on the quote from someone far smarter than me, every story has already been told. But it's that certain something that a creator, that a writer, a director, or whatever, you know, whoever it may be that's actually orchestrating it brings to that story. That makes it special. That makes it unique. That makes it shine. And this movie did absolutely none of it. Like, I did mention in my ups that I really dug a lot of this movie. And I really did like probably 75% of this movie. But it's that quarter of this movie that I really didn't like that drags it absolutely down into the depths of hell or to the furthest reaches of madness where you know cthulhu and all that stuff can take this movie and use it to make you know their victims go freaking mad by making them watch it and a big part of it is because i it doesn't feel like anyone tried to do anything different it was such a paint by numbers cliche predictable movie Nothing came out of the ordinary. Nothing was surprising. Nothing carried any sort of emotional weight whatsoever. And if you had made this movie with anyone other than Nick Cage and Hayden Christensen, because I'm sorry, Anakin screwed up another movie, I honestly think this would have been a decent watch. But those two, and it pains me to say, because I love Nicolas Cage and all his insane fury, Nicolas Cage and Anakin Skywalker absolutely ruined this movie, absolutely destroyed any chance this film had of being anything decent whatsoever. That's my doubt. You, you don't have any specific negatives for the movie? Specific negatives? Anytime Hayden Christensen <laughs> or... or or Nicolas Cage opened their mouths and talked. I, I think it's 50 50. Period. I, I, no, I agree with no. a lot of what you said. 100 100. But... <laughs> Wait. That's Wait hold on. That's, that's let me, 200 let me do the math here. Yep. Doesn't work. <laughs> no, I no, think I it was really, poorly written. I, like, I, I honestly thought accurate. if they had just brought in two unknown actors that truly cared about that role, as small as it may have been. This movie probably would have been decent, but I hated, I hated, I hated everything. Everything that involved Anakin and Memphis Reigns talking or doing anything or being anything or moving the plot ahead. I just hated. Okay. I, I always like how you get, you get all, you get yeah. all existential. You're like over here with this like quote and like the philosophy of life and crap and then you're just like nick cage sucks that's your that's the result of your of your poetry quotes <laughs> so <clears throat> actually actually looked up well Anna hey Quinlan, you know what yeah and hey. she's a pulitzer prize winning author and stuff but i was yeah. really surprised to find out that her net worth is only four hundred thousand dollars 
He's had two, my net- two novels made into movies. So? Like, that seems so? really low. My net worth is like 75 cents and a box of Slim Jims. What's your point? I just, uh, I was expecting more from like a Pulitzer. You know what I mean? Like DJ Khaled is a fucking Joe Schmo and he's worth like tens of millions of dollars. I feel like. Yeah, but he's a. Yeah, branding, but, man. I guess. Well, if we're if if we're gonna His talk about on that, every song on the radio. DJ Khaled. If we're gonna, Another if one. If we're gonna talk about <laughs> that, then if, if we're gonna discuss net worths and all that kind of stuff, nah, we're gonna just, have to just talk about you know that was the just, difference between someone who it was writes. Just point. It was just part yeah, of the, I mean, the page that I was looking at for her. I was just really surprised by that because she has all these accolades as an author. You know, she's a very successful author. I was just really surprised to see that because. Yeah, usually they have like more. Uh, but you'll know that she, more money. She's also very critical of the, uh, and I'm directly quoting here, the increasingly materialistic nature of modern American life. Mm. So she doesn't like push a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's just not her thing. Sounds but like someone who's bad very... at business would say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, the the, the point. <laughs> the point of that quote was is you can talk about how generic a story was but if you really look at it and you go all the way back through the annals of time and you look at the the you know the tent poles of you know literature and storytelling and everything pretty much every story has already been told so it's it's not what is this story what is the story saying it's what makes this story different from the last time we heard it or last time we saw it? And so this story was nothing exceptional. It was nothing unique. It was nothing that I, you know, any of us hadn't seen a thousand times before. It was mentioned before that, yeah, you know, this story, yeah, you know, the the rogue meets with the, you know, the princess and the prince or whatever, or whatever you know, and, and helps them out and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it, it doesn't bring anything new to the table. But that shouldn't be the focus. It should be, does it tell that story properly? Does it fill that story that we've already heard and seen a hundred times before, a thousand times before, with interesting characters that you can latch onto and you can feel and you can you know, understand on an emotional level? And it does not. It fails at every single turn where it tries to invoke any sort of emotion. I didn't give a damn when... The king died. I was just sitting here like, dude, come on. Oh, my God. Will you just stab your dad and get over it? (laughs) Come on. And then when Nicolas Cage died, I was like, oh, hey, look at that. Nick Cage died. Wait, did he? Is he dead? Yeah, he did. He did. So to kind of what's going on now to to speak on the point that you're making, um, according to a computer AI from the University of Vermont, there are only six story arcs. After reviewing 2,000 works of of fiction, this is the conclusion that this computer came to. You have the first one, which is Rags to Riches, or The Rise of the Character. Which, just to... Not, I'm not going to interrupt. I'm just saying I actually am very familiar <laughs> with interrupt. what you're I'm going to keep talking. Hold not on. to interrupt, but I'm going to interrupt. I'm, I meant not to take over, but I was just going to say, yes, I'm actually very familiar with the study you're talking about, and that's hella cool that you're bringing it up, because... It's exactly what I'm trying to say. So you could probably say it way better than me. So I apologize. Carry on. 
<laughs> All right, Kanye. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> oh. You just Taylor. So the up. second the second story arc is the opposite: the richest of rags or the fall of the character. The third one is man in a hole, fall then rise. Icarus rise then fall. Cinderella rise then fall then rise. Or Oedipus, which is fall, then rise, then fall. Like, that's it. That's the only... According to this AI, after reviewing 2,000 works of fiction, those are the only story arcs that are available. That's Everything that's interesting. fits that bill. Yeah. yeah. And to speak to that, and to speak to what you and what Chris have said, that's the, that's the main reason why I, when I watch these movies, I don't care about what their story is. I care about how the characters... Uh, tell the story and how like how they're experiencing the the journey to get to that movie through the movie right exactly. and that, yeah 100 percent agree it's terrible. but i don't know chris i feel like you defended a movie a couple episodes ago uh that's what i was gonna bring up <laughs> all of these ridiculous what movie all is ridiculous... this you're talking about because i don't know what you're uh, talking yeah, about of course you don't. shitty horror movie that ever crosses culture yeah. lust table i'm so excited for this movie <laughs> freddie flies around and scratches cars on the freeway deep Deep, <laughs> deep existential movie character building. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna start wrapping things up. Um, <laughs> so just my kind of my final thoughts. I'm kind of sad for Nick Cage because, like, this guy, as much as I don't like him, he was extremely successful for a long time and well liked by a lot of fans. And he has his own little, like, niche, uh, you know, tiny group of hardcore fans. But this guy, he hit uh, this this slump, and he's just doing these movies. He's doing these weird movies. And like you said, he's making, what, two two to ten million per movie? Um, he's worth $25 he just, million dollars as of right now. And that's fine. But, like, money aside, like, it's not about the money. It's about, like... Right. We're sitting his here status. talking <laughs> exactly his legacy, so to speak. We're talking. I'm talking all this crap about him, yeah. and I'm not the only person. So can you imagine every time he turns on some review or something, and hears overact and yeah. he's a hack and blah blah blah? I bet he's just in a really dark place. And I, that's where I was like watching that last fight scene where he gets killed. I felt like he's just there for the paycheck because nobody's gonna like it. Any maybe the mentality is nobody's gonna like it anyway. So I'm just gonna go through the motions and be Nick Cage. But I don't well, know. That's just kind of... What you got, man? What well, are you saying? So, because when we talk about good Nicolas Cage movies, like, we bring up stuff from, like, his earlier days, you know? I know we mentioned Raising Arizona. We quoted Con Air. Not that it was a great movie, but, like, I didn't hate it. Um, it was a bad movie. The Family Man. <laughs> right. Gone in 60 right. Seconds. Like, those are older films. Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, that's all older stuff. But to be fair, and I know we already did the whole throwing spaghetti at the wall thing, but he did a movie called Joe, and I thought his performance in that movie was amazing. He yeah, was Joe by was far the strongest character in that film. Maybe I, ne- I, next to the kid. But if you haven't seen Joe, check it out. It's like you were saying how he's only good as like a madman. Complete opposite in this one, man. And he did a really good job with it. And maybe and a lot of times, maybe he was just hired because hey, I saw you do crazy eyes in this one movie and we really want that so yeah just go go loose you know only only uh, he knows why he is the way he is which yeah. by the way i do want to point out as a asterisk on something that was mentioned before nicholas cage actually did win an academy award oh did he for leave 
for leaving Las Vegas in 1995. Yeah, I thought he won an Academy Award. So he is an Academy Award winning actor. So yeah, I don't know if he, he won or not, if he was just nominated. Sh- no, he won. Oh, nice. Yeah, he straight won for leaving Las Vegas. So you're right. When you look at this, you think he should not be doing these movies. These are not uh, these are not Academy Award winning movies. <laughs> or Academy Award winning <laughs> actor <laughs> movies. I'm lo- what the hell, man? I'm, I'm looking at Nicolas Cage's quotes, you know, since we kind of got on the quote <laughs> here. And oh, God. It doesn't, here it we doesn't, go. It does not we bode could, well we could, for... We could fill an entire episode of Oh, Nicolas yeah, but no, I'm just... Jo- Jones might be onto something here, so I'm just going to read the first two, and we'll leave it at that. Oh. The first one is, and I quote, To be a good actor, you have to be something like a criminal. To be willing to break the rules, to strive for something new. And then the second yeah. one, there's a fine line between the method actor and the schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe uh, maybe he's got some he, undiagnosed he, mental disorder we don't know about. Maybe. Or maybe it is diagnosed and he just hasn't been open about he's it. Been time- he's been and, and people, directors want him because he plays that character. So I definitely would argue that he's an alcoholic because I remember like a year or two ago there was like a what YouTube. Are you trying to say? There was a YouTube video that came out and it was him and um, who's the dude from Motley Crue, Vince Vince Neil or whatever. Yeah, they were like arguing at an airport, like legit about the fist fight, and they were both just hammered out of their minds it was that real emotional drunk like no i fucking hate you well, i love you man and then like they hug and like then like one pushes the other one off of them and like <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know <laughs> that, that that actually reminds me uh, i need to go get another drink i'll be right back <laughs> so i mean yeah maybe he's All dealing right. with some stuff man who knows maybe and and it's it sucks to watch but um what about well, you, James? Oh no, I I would say I would. Uh, my final thoughts: I would definitely not buy it. I would definitely not watch this again on Netflix and or rent it. Uh, yeah. And nah, banish. I wouldn't say banish it. I'm sure somebody like like what Scott was saying. This is like you know the it, it reminds you of the Conans and all that kind of stuff. But for me, I, it wasn't my thing. But I wouldn't banish it. But James, um, final thoughts, man. I enjoyed it. I'm not. I'm not gonna buy it. Um, I really don't buy that many movies anymore. I feel like we have a fairly small collection of movies that I own. Because my whole thing is like, how many times am I going to watch this, you know? Um, so this isn't something that I would seek to watch out again. So I don't know if I'd rent it per se. Now, if it's like on and I'm like at the gym, like running or something, and it's on, I might watch it there because I don't really have a choice. But Why? <laughs> Do you really want to fall asleep on the treadmill? Uh, but I, I wouldn't get rid of it. I feel like I feel like Hayden Christian put in some decent work, you know. And uh, <laughs> even though his hair sucked, it was—I don't know—it was an okay movie. I—I I don't know if I'd recommend it to anybody though. Honestly, I don't know. No, I wouldn't. Probably not. Not—not not anybody I know. <laughs> Maybe to my enemies. <laughs> Random people on the internet talking to you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what about you, Scott? Uh, so I was, I came in. I, I I came into this to record this with my shield and my and my own sword, 
ready to fight you guys off because I totally thought I was going to be become air quotes typecasted into these types of movies like Chris's air quotes typecasted into crappy Freddy in the Sky movies. Um, hey! <laughs> so I was ready to like come in I here and be like and be you. like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to stand my ground. So I was really surprised that there's actually some people that that did enjoy did enjoy this and uh, I could put my sword and shield down. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but you know, buy rent, burn or banish. I I would like to say, if I had theoretically, if I had lots of money, I would like to take this movie and buy it, and and the the other movies of its ilk, and put it in like a kind of like a playlist, and then sometimes just, uh, just do like a super cut. <laughs> like a six yes. hour long epic <laughs> <Yeah>. movie <laughs> using, using all of all it. of Nick Cage yeah. just edit it so it looks like they're fighting each other all the time <laughs> I didn't think of that but I was gonna say like I put it I put it in like a kind of like a Spotify playlist or whatever and then hit random whenever I was mm. feeling like um, I wanted to watch something needed like some this. testosterone yeah, I needed a mindless like I don't care about poetry and some lady that doesn't make as much money as she should and i just want to watch this movie and watch people stab each other um and, and i think i would so i don't know I, i'm like teetering between buy and actually rent for me so if it was gifted to you you'd be all right i would it would be movie number that one that I would put in the crappy b movie sword fighting spotify list spotify's music whatever you know what i mean so since you're kind of bringing it, I know we've been deviating a lot on on tangents here. Well, you remember like Clash of the Titans and Wrath of the Titans? Yeah. Like those movies that came out? Yeah. Somebody on Reddit made a like a heavy metal playlist that syncs with the movie. Uh-huh. So like when you start the movie, you're supposed to start the playlist. Yeah. It was awesome. I, I, I watched the first one with the play. It was amazing. It's just like one giant heavy metal music video. <laughs> <laughs> it was so That's good. Genius, man. Yeah, stuff like that. Stuff like that. Cuz I do. I like these these movies and like really I actually googled um sci-fi B movies on Netflix because there's there's something appealing in the same same vein that that Chris likes these weird um B horror flicks. I really like, you know, if if it's got swords or lasers in it, and it's it seems like there's a ch- a cheap it's it's done on a on a shoestring budget and it's all bush league sign me up sign me up so the first star wars exactly, must be like exactly your crown jewel because it's literally swords made of lasers and they had a <laughs> they had no budget <laughs> i didn't even think about that i didn't even think about that it's a big <laughs> it's swords made of lasers i should like star wars more than i do yeah now that you mention it you should you should huh. <laughs> no, no one's perfect. Yeah, but then you have to deal with the fact that the best lightsaber battles were in the original, were in the like new trilogy, the prequels. Yeah, the prequel trilogy. When they the prequel trilogy, when they had Ray Bart, sucks. Mm, but I'm sorry, the lightsaber no, battles no, are awesome. The whole, the whole point of the whole point of the lightsaber is that like they're supposed to be kind of super heavy and like I don't know. I I understand that like. 
they were better. They were more trained. They're actually trained Jedi's. Where are we nope. going with this conversation? <laughs> I like how you. No, nope. we just want to talk about how cool Darth Maul oh, was. Yeah. Dude, that's all we're doing. <laughs> just, oh, <laughs> Ray he was badass. Ray Park, Park is, is badass. Shit, He's badass in anything he I'm does. Not Darth like... Maul was badass, but he was Darth Maul in the first movie. The best part of the original, or not original? Shit, god damn it! <laughs> the prequel trilogy, the best part of the prequel trilogy. All right, roll into your your final comments there. Oh me? Yeah. Oh, uh, this movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I hated it. Well, good night, everybody. I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't talk about, talk about banana it. hammocks again and, and fade to black. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't banish it or burn it or anything like that. But I would definitely skip this crap. Like, it's just another plain, boring ass, cliched piece of crap movie thrown out there with a X million dollar budget that's not gonna make X million back. That. I don't know why it was done. Well, I don't know. Every Nicolas Cage yeah. movie averages forty-two million in gross. So there you go. This this one made four million. Oh, wow! This is the exception was, to the rule. <laughs> and, it was, and it was all in it was all in China. The movie wasn't even released in the U.S. Yeah, actually, I saw that. I did see that. That it is it is a what do they call it? Uh, an American Chinese Canadian action film. What? what? Directed yeah, what? by a dude that doesn't know what he's doing and two lead actors that suck. All right. So you get in the the while while Chris gets that other movie pulled up. Uh, I had one more point oh, I wanted to make. The next week's movie. It's pulled up. Uh, but yeah, my final point was uh that Nick Cage is always in these kind of movies. I want. I forgot to mention this, but Nick Cage is always in these movies where it's about something, but somehow they make it about him. And this one was a good example, but a better example of this is like oh, Wind Talkers. Right. Wind Talkers. He was in that one where the movie was about the Navajo Wind Talkers, or it was supposed to be, but ninety percent of the movie was focused on his character, and really kind of the Wind Talkers took a backseat to it. And this one. It's similar where the, the the premise or the the thing the net or, uh, IMDb thing says to uh, they team up with this daughter and son of the emperor to defeat the cruel brother, but most of this movie was about Hayden Christensen and uh, Nick Cage's history. I don't know. I, that was just a point I forgot to make. But what 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 movie you got for next week? Okay, so I'm not gonna lie. When about. 15, 20 minutes ago when I started, when I brought up the are you gonna, oh, Hold on. Are you going to tell us that you're excited about it? I just want to know ahead of time. Yes. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Uh, you have no idea. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't have my levels of excitement minutes. that I've had in previous movies is nothing compared to this movie here that's coming up. Like, it legitimately, I actually had to mute my mic because I started squealing like a little girl. So, have you guys ever seen a movie or heard of a little movie called, I don't know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Yeah. No, what? Yeah. I, I, no, so I've never did, heard of that. Did you, or, well, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 
Yeah. Oh no, wait. Yeah. No, he did. He shit. He did. He's done all three. James Gunn. So the director, James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, all three Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, right before he did Guardians of the Galaxy, well, three years before he did Guardians of the Galaxy, he did this little indie flick that I happened upon on Netflix when uh, when I was you know going through my unemployed phase, and I fell in love with this movie and absolutely tried to push it on everybody who would listen, and everybody just told me to shut up and go away. <laughs> and stop bugging them while they're at line at the bank. I don't understand. I mean, and, uh, I understand why. I mean, it's like your 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 cultureless karma is in the negative right now, bro. Like your Reddit cultureless karma. I, I really want to. Yeah. I really want to steal but, his thunder because I feel like I know what movie he's gonna say. Don't steal my thunder. Okay, I know what you're gonna I will, say. I will destroy you. I will destroy you. Let's get to it. I know what he's gonna so, say. Okay, so. This movie, the the description of this movie is as follows. When his wife falls in league with a drug dealer, average guy Frank Darbo dons the guise of a superhero and dubs himself the Crimson Bolt. It is 2010's Super, starring Rain Wilson, Ellen Page, Liv Tyler, Uh, Kevin Bacon, and Michael Rooker. I've seen this. This is good. This is good. I actually, I love this. If we were to list, if we were to do a like top 10, you know, favorite movies of all time, this would be on my top 10 list. Yeah. Dwight Schrute, man. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's a good movie. Possibly, possibly top five. I actually really love this movie. This is one of my all time favorite movies. And I'm kind of scared because the last time I said I really liked a movie, you guys tore yeah, that's it why, That's why your culture less karma is in the negatives. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm like, fingers crossed, I'm really hoping you guys dig this flick, because I love it, I absolutely enjoy it, and I hope you guys enjoy it, and I want to talk about this movie next week. So, yeah, it's Super from 2010 on Netflix. Awesome. So, episode 15 will be, well, this is 15, episode 16 will be Super. Uh, I can't wait for that. I'm actually pretty excited. Um, so we'll, let's go ahead and start checking out here. So check out our website at sevenearlysins.com. And we talk about this every week, but please go into the iTunes. If you have if you have an Apple iPhone, go into iTunes, leave a comment, leave a comment on the website, leave a comment anywhere. The Discord link is in the, in the, in the podcast notes. Come and talk to us. Uh, any kind of feedback helps us at all. Uh, tweet at us at Seven Nerdly Sins. Check us out on Instagram, Seven Nerdly Sins. He has not done a video in about 17 years, but the Day Late Gamer. <laughs> he's a he's a day late, all right. <laughs> I'm a day late, man. <laughs> yeah. Staying true to his name, and then you got he's uh, same name on Twitch, Day Late Gamer, and then Scott uh, Slant. Uh, we also have a Patreon account. Again, anything helps. Um, that's it so for me uh my name's jones we got james scott and chris uh thank you for coming by and uh we will see you next week as we watch super